Joe Biden calls out a reporter who asked about Biden's bribery scandal. A new sanctuary city appears to be popping up in Texas. Plus, social conservatism is on the rise. All that and more. I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour. And God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Friday. I hope you had a great week. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with the big guy, Joe Biden, and his outright refusal to answer substantive questions about major issues facing this country. In particular, questions about his and his family's own corruption. If a Ukrainian businessman told the FBI that phone calls were made to this president when he was vice president and to his son regarding millions of dollars in bribes, that sounds like a news story. And if this son has evidence, say, on a laptop that provides emails, texts, documents, and more showing pay-for-play schemes, that sounds like a news story. Well, they are, and they are not hypothetical. It's Joe Biden, and questions thrown out to Biden, more often than not, just get the blank stare. Thank you for your leadership. President, have you, dis- have you discussed? Thank you. Thank you. Mr. President. The refusal to answer questions should be a story, but the media doesn't seem to care. The fact that the actual press conferences are staged with pre-selected reporters and pre-selected questions should be a story by itself, but the media doesn't care about that either. But when it comes to issues of corruption and bribes at the highest level, there should be no question that this is a story. And when the president refuses to answer, that should be a story too. On Thursday, Biden was asked about the bribery scandal by Stephen Nelson with the New York Post. Here's how the exchange went down. Why did the Ukraine FBI former file refer you to the FBI? Why is that term? Why did that ask such a dumb question? Can you believe this? Why do you ask such a dumb question? It's a question that demands an answer. If the Washington press corps had any credibility, and I'm not talking about Stephen Nelson there or Peter Ducey, but the press pool as a whole, if they had any credibility, then the next White House press briefing should just be question after question after question on this bribery investigation. This is news, and it just keeps getting bigger. And tonight we're learning. The big guy was throwing his weight around. This alleged $5 million bribe wasn't so much of a bribe. It was more of a shakedown by the big guy, Joe Biden. He was shaking down the Ukrainian. The Federalist is reporting that Biden coerced the Ukrainian to pay the bribe. The big guy was strong arming a Ukrainian energy company to wire him cash. The storyline with the Ukrainian company Burisma Holdings shows Biden in deep. And now we learn that there are recordings of both Hunter and Joe Take talking about millions of dollars in payments. But that's just Ukraine. James Comer's investigation in the House is turning up a lot more money from multiple countries. How much have you identified of the money he's taken in from foreign we nationals? Have more bank, we have more bank records coming in, but, I, but we're going to exceed $10 million this okay. week. Right. And I think we'll get up between 20 and $30 million. It's unreal. And I just want to mention one thing about Jesse Waters' report because he said something that really merits consideration. And that is having Biden in the White House, likely someone who big business, powerful people know is compromised, 
is good for business. Look at the major issues Trump focused on. Securing the border and taking on the cartels, going after China on trade and intellectual property theft, and rebuilding relations with Russia. These are all things, by the way, that would be in an Eberly foreign policy, but they are not good if you are a party that comprises the uniparty ruling elite. They are great for the American people, but not for some people's bottom line. Bring in Joe Biden, and as Waters reported, you have open borders, China calling the shots, and a proxy war with Russia, all while the story of Biden's corruption gets buried. Reporters should and must be asking questions. Doesn't matter if Biden says the questions are dumb. The big guy must be held accountable so power can be returned to where it belongs, the American people. All right, next let's talk about a sanctuary city in Texas. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, next let's talk about what's going on with a new development that looks like it will be home to thousands of illegal migrants, but it's not in California or New York. Instead, it's in Texas. Here's a report from Newsmax. Uh, well, from my reporting on the ground, uh, interviewing the people who live there, not just the immigrants, the illegal immigrants who acknowledge to me that they are illegal, uh, and who tell me that they are attracted to buying property in this area because ICE won't sweat them. Uh, the cops won't sweat them. We can live peacefully here without over looking uh, over our shoulder. Wait a second. No hassle from ICE, local law enforcement, or anyone else? Yet they are in the country illegally. And again, this is in California or some other left-wing state. All these people who are flooding into the country with Biden's open borders should be turned away at the border. No one should be let in and given some kind of court date that can be 10 years in the future. That's not a workable system. But not only is that exactly what's happening, but now communities are being built. Will these communities be pushing American values, American culture, American ideals? After all, that's supposedly what people come to America for, right? Here's more. The vast majority of people that live there are illegal aliens uh, and that they are coming because they can buy a piece of America. They, it, they're marketed to them. You can own a piece of America uh, if you come here and it's owner to uh, buyer financing. So you cut out the banks. You don't need to prove your income or job history or show you know, uh, social security cards or any of that kind of stuff. Now, keep in mind, this isn't some colonia that popped up along the border. There's a history of such settlements along the border, and various states have cracked down on those. This one is near Houston, Texas. Here's a bit of history from Newsmax guest Todd Bensman. Texas passed a law in 2013, 2012, I believe, uh, that really regulated colonias near the border out of existence. Very difficult to have a colonia. Uh, but it's, if it's within 100 miles, it falls under the Texas law. But this one is several hundred miles away from the southern border, and therefore it's just open season. Anybody gets to wow. uh, settle here, and it is just, I mean, it's expanding at such a rate. America represents everything that the leftist Marxists hate, and they will do everything they can to destroy this country. Open borders and flooding America with millions of illegal aliens 
is one of the ways they're trying to do it. All right, next let's talk about some polling regarding social conservatism, because that term tends to send shivers down the spine of some Republicans who'd rather just cover their ears and say, I can't hear you. They want to focus on just the economic issues, thinking that is a pathway to victory. But here's the thing. It's not. Everything in some way reflects back on the culture of our society. In reality, it's all about culture and social issues. If our American way of life and American values crumble, does it really matter what our tax rate is? If children are under attack and being convinced to be permanently mutilated by those on the left, does it really matter what the size of our budget is? Don't get me wrong. I'm a fiscal and social conservative. It all matters. But if you study Marxism and realize how it is being put into practice, you can easily see that the primary efforts are no longer directed to the workers rising up and overthrowing the business owners. Now, leftists learn that the middle class workers are quite happy under capitalism, so that's not going to work. Instead, Marxists have looked at other areas to promote their revolution. And through race, gender, sexual orientation, gender identity, they have discovered areas to promote division and rebellion. That's what Marxism is all about. What these leftists didn't expect is that Americans are fighting back. We can't stand the woke agenda. We can't stand racial and identity politics being injected into sports, entertainment, and just about everything else. And we certainly will not tolerate the left going after our children. Because of that, those identifying as not just conservative, but socially conservative is on the rise. Recent data from Gallup showing social conservatism in the United States at its highest rate in about a decade. Gallup's annual values and belief survey found 38% of Americans said they were either very conservative or conservative on social issues. That's up five points from a year ago and eight points from 2021. The last time this many Americans identified as socially conservative was back in 2012. This correlates with a drop in the share of Americans who said they were very liberal or liberal on social issues, down five points to 29%. That's great news. The 38% marks the highest level since 2012, and the turn has been dramatic over just the last few years. It's in those last few years that we've seen wokeness get out of control. We've seen the rise of drag queen story hours. We've seen the massive push by the left for men who claim to be women to be allowed to compete against actual women in sports. Here's more. Ahead of a pending Supreme Court decision on the legality of colleges and universities using race when making admissions decisions, Pew Research found that 50% of Americans disapprove of the practice, while 33% approve. Nearly three-quarters of conservatives said they opposed the practice, while just 54% of liberals said they were in favor of it. So that's a different polling company, and the focus was on race-based college admissions. Here's another poll on gender identity. A major survey from the Public Religion Research Institute revealed that in 2021, 59% of Americans held that there are only two genders, a number that has jumped to 65% in 2023. The shift occurred across nearly every political, religious, and generational category. On social issue after social issue, Americans are moving more toward the right because they realize that the left has gone off the deep end. When your social policy includes abortion up to and after birth, admissions and hiring practices based on race, allowing men to compete against women in women's sports, and the hypersexualization of children, that is something that flies in the face of American values and American common sense. Okay, so we've had the big guy, Joe Biden, 
sanctuary cities for illegals, and leftists pushing a woke agenda. We need to ask them, do you have a relaxed brain? I got what you call like, I don't know, a relaxed brain. First in Relaxed Brain Friday, we have Johns Hopkins University, which issued a new definition of the word lesbian, which completely erases the word woman from the definition. In the university's inclusive language guide in the LGBTQ section, lesbian is now defined as a non-man attracted to non-men. What in the world is that? What's interesting is that when talking about the word gay, the word man is still used. Gay, a man who is emotionally, romantically, sexually, affectionately, or relationally attracted to other men. So, gay uses men, but lesbian uses non-men? Is it any wonder why social conservatism is on the rise? And then we have these breaking headlines from the Babylon Bee. Trump names Hunter Biden as his running mate, so DOJ will stop investigating him. I bet that would actually work. And then we have Joe Biden's latest initiative. Biden announces by 2025, all wildfires must be electric. I can see him doing that right after he calls all forest fires lying dog-faced pony soldiers. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And remember, today's show's one sheet is available to Patreon supporters using the link in the description. The one sheet gives you the links to all the videos and stories used on today's show, so you can dive even deeper into each issue. And with that, our next show will be Monday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.